Hello, stackers, and welcome to our follow-up episode. Before we left for our trip to Germany, we recorded some of the things we wanted to do, and now we're back at the end of the trip to talk as a family about the things we got to see and then maybe throw in some ideas about inspiration for games and that sort of thing. Joining me today is... Meredith as herself. (laughs) (laughs) Rhiannon. And Thane. Yeah. So we'll start from the very beginning of the trip and of course, as is the case with most travel, things didn't quite start off the way we wanted. We ended up with an airport change the day before and uh, having to arrange for travel to the airport and all that kind of stuff. So it was an interesting start, let's say. Yeah, I'd already forgotten about that. (laughs) That the morning before our flight took off, we got notification from the airline that our flight had been changed not only in time, So it was now leaving two hours earlier than originally scheduled. It also changed airports about 80 miles in the opposite direction. And was uh, a direct flight instead of a layover flight. Yeah. Which also... Yeah, it was a direct flight from Dulles to Frankfurt, which, I mean, that wasn't such a bad change, but the rest of it kind of threw us into a a good bit of, hmm. (laughs) And then we arrived um, about eight in the morning, I think it was, local time. Mm -hmm. And uh, as before, uh, we had a mix-up with the car rental. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. Not quite as bad a mix-up as the first time around, but still a Mm mix-up. And uh, we ended up with a very nice car. Yeah. We always specify that we need an automatic transmission because none of us are comfortable uh, comfortable enough with a stick shift to drive it around a foreign country. Uh, And that apparently causes problems in Europe. They don't, uh, they don't have as many of those around or something. I'm not sure what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were kept waiting for a a good bit. And then, yeah, about an hour we were waiting in the area, even though we had made a reservation, but they didn't quite have an automatic transmission in the class of car that we had reserved. And so... The good part of the mix-up was they actually bumped us up a class, and we ended up with a Mercedes E-Class, brand new, and it was quite fancy. it literally had eight kilometers on it when we picked it up. Yeah, probably just enough to get it from the, like, dealership to the airport or whatever. it was wild. Yeah. It was pretty schnazzy. Yeah, and so for driving on the Autobahn, it made for a little more power than we are used to with my little Prius. Uh, So the first morning, of course, was driving the three hours from Frankfurt over to our little town, and then we were all pretty well beat from the flight. Oh, yes. Uh, So there was a lot of snoozing going on in the car in the back seat. I had located a grocery store where we stopped and bought our breakfast items that we had for the rest of the trip. So that was, I think that worked out just right. Right. So we should probably, I don't know if you guys explained this in your pre-trip recording, So the first time we went to Germany, we stayed in a hotel in downtown Heidelberg. On this trip, we actually rented a guest house in a small village in the hills. And so, you know, breakfast items were not provided because we were just staying in a house of our own with a kitchen. So we knew we were going to have to provide our own, um, any snacks or breakfast items we were going to want in the house. We would need to provide that. So Yeah. And so we picked up Mm -hmm. a lot of fresh stuff, fresh Mm -hmm. vegetables, fruit, cheese, uh, some pretzels Mm -hmm. and some other little things. Bacon. Bacon. Each morning was a breakfast full. You know, everything was laid out so nicely. Mm -hmm. All right. So our first day there, we basically settled in. I was actually surprised. I knew Germany is further north, 
And we talked about that last time. I forgot that that brings with it an earlier sundown time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so by the time we actually checked in, it was already starting was to get black. dark. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe not pitch black, but yeah, we checked in not long after 4 p.m. Yeah, it was about 4.15. And, and it was basically dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we scotched were... our plans for the day for Thane and me to try and find a way up to the uh, former castle site that first day. The Burgstall. We ended up getting an early bedtime. Well, we did drive over to the guest house for dinner in a neighboring oh, village. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We went over uh, to... That's a fun story. Yeah, we went over to a little restaurant and we'll be posting pictures, of course, of all these things. It was about a, I don't know, four or five mile drive on little back roads. So it was, it took a little bit longer than it would normally, but we found the place. We weren't sure it was going to be there, but it was. Yeah. <laughs> a guest house in the small town of Schleienmüller. Went inside and of course it was a traditional German restaurant. So it was cold or cool outside and we got inside and it was warm and wood paneled and everything and sat down and we ordered our food. We had some good things that evening. Uh, well, mm-hmm. There was a fun surprise before we yeah. even got to our table. Oh yeah. We walked in the front door from the outside, it looked like, you know, a cozy restaurant guest house. We walked in the front door and immediately found ourselves basically in a, like a hallway of somebody's house. Uh-huh. And we thought, are we supposed to be in here even? And we kind of stood in the hallway and kind of, hello, hello. And then up ahead, about 15 feet up ahead down the hallway, out of the door to what was clearly just the kitchen came this enormous Newfoundland <laughs> dog just ambling out, did not make a sound the whole time we were there. Old, Quiet. tired eyes. Yeah, just kind of walked out like, hey. <laughs> just walked right up to us and let us pet him. And and the whole time he wandered in and out of the mm-hmm. kitchen. In uh, and out of the dining room. Yeah, I, and that's one thing that I noticed several times over there was people bringing dogs into restaurants and mm-hmm. you just don't see that here. So it was nice to see that again. Yeah, He was remember. clearly just kind of part of the furniture. He yeah. walked in and walked over to us. And like I said, docile, friendly, silent, Sweet dog, very, huge, very good fellow. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, yeah, had the best schnitzel I think I've ever had. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. The breading was amazing. I almost, I really... If I had been more awake and had more room in my stomach, I would have loved to have eaten the whole thing because I'm sure that the breading was not the same on reheating. It not was crispy slightest. and buttery mm. and just the meat was juicy and it was just fabulous. It was really, really good. And Rhiannon had a, uh, well, what did you have, Rhiannon? I had kind of like a sample platter of salad. It was just a whole bunch of like sliced meats and cheese in a little dish um, with whatever juice was left over from... Yeah, like a sweet. I think the pickles. Yeah, it was Probably, like, a, yeah. like a sweet dressing. Because it wasn't really a dressing, I don't think. It's kind of an oil and vinegar yeah. kind of I a guess, thing. Yeah. Kind of, I guess you could consider it a vinaigrette, but there was meat, cheese, pickles, tomatoes, some kind of lettuce in the bottom. It was really good. Yeah. And Thane had... It was like some kind of... I don't remember, but it was swimming gravy. Swimming and, co- and gravy. Swimming and gravy covered in mushrooms. You oh, had something with a potato um, dumpling. With, was it with, the pork not, not shoulder? That was no. You. Dad had the pork shoulder. But I had something meaty, <laughs> something hearty. We were all pretty delirious. So it's amazing tasty. that we remember anything. I don't even really. know if that whole thing was real. Yeah, it was a dream. <laughs> yeah, I did have a pork shoulder and it came with two kloos, which are the, these little ball-like potato dumplings and 
they come in a nice brown gravy and it was very good. So we could spend a lot of time talking about food, but... Uh, <laughs> like we do on the podcast, yeah. on the, uh, yeah. like any given game day. Yeah. But uh, we ended up going back and pretty much going straight to bed, all of us. And I think Rhiannon may have been asleep before she got into the bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we woke up the next morning at about four. No, well, no, yes. it was, it was, well, did. you did. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Well, you guys, Cause did. we knew we had a big travel day, but we got breakfast ready mm-hmm. and had a nice breakfast of apples and cheese and vegetables and things. Pretzels. And pretzels. And then we hopped in the car and we drove all the way down about three, three and a half hours to the Southern end of Bavaria to Neuschwanstein Castle, which again, if you've seen any pictures of the fairy tale castle, uh, then you know exactly what we're talking about. We'll post our own pictures so that you can see them. But uh, that was a fun morning drive. Yeah, it was even prettier because it had it had recently snowed in the area. Yeah, and like days ago. Yeah, like a, a while ago. So it was it was kind of going away and melting. Uh, certainly wasn't like the the blanketing of snow that you'll see on pictures and puzzles and stuff like that. But it was still just little spots of snow here and there, especially up on the mountains. Mm-hmm, the snow and it was Rocky just. A beautiful. nice picturesque backdrop. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Which is crazy because Thane wasn't even awake. <laughs> I, I saw some of it. I saw some of it. And then we got to the parking area. There's a little town down at the base of the hill where the castle is situated. And so we got to wander that while we were waiting for our tour to start. Mm-hmm. And so we had plenty of time to meander through stores and there's restaurants down there, that sort of thing. So we had lunch there too. <laughs> Funny enough, we, we were getting close to being done when a gigantic tourist group of Chinese oh my goodness, yeah. tourists came in and there were probably about four, 30 or 40. 30 or 40 at least. Yeah, it was a whole tour bus. For it us. was just us and like one other Australian family at the next table over and the whole seating area where we were was just empty. And then just as we were finishing up our meal, yeah, like one guy came in and started counting off seats and then it was just a stream <laughs> of people. Yeah, clearly and, had just come in from a tour bus. Uh-huh. It was all, they all were together and yeah, we're like, well, Time to go. Time to go. <laughs> I hope they enjoyed their their tour. Yeah, they were clearly they looked like they were. Yeah, they were. They were. It seemed like a a nice ebullient group. Ebullient, nice. And then from there, we took a horse carriage up to the top. Uh, that was something that Rannon had wanted to do last time, and so we got a chance to do it. Uh, we had two beautiful horses. Mm-hmm. I think all the horses were matched, weren't they? We didn't see. Yeah, any... each team of horses were like they were matched. Yeah. Together. Two black horses, two, two brown, brown horses, horses, and the white and gray yeah. speckled ones. And it's just a nice leisurely drive up. Because it's a pretty steep hike. So we pretty much got to go right inside once we got up there. We had a a short wait, and then we got inside and got to hang out in the courtyard, and then went through the castle tour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was our second time going through. Yeah. Because we went on our first trip. And you you aren't allowed to take pictures in there, so I ended up buying a book after the fact so that I have pictures of the place. Uh, We don't have any interior pictures, although we do have some after- Towards the end of our time there, where, where we went on an external balcony. Right. We have pictures of views from the castle. <laughs> and we have pictures of the exterior of the castle as we were approaching it. But yeah, photography on the tour is prohibited. Mm-hmm. Did stop in the gift shop. I mean, you have to. You, they walk you through it on your way out. There's no way to get out of the castle without going through the gift shop. Mm-hmm. Got some neat things. I got another fridge magnet. Every time we travel anywhere, whether it's international or stateside, I look for fridge magnets. So it got me another one, different from the one I got last time. Now, in reading the book, I found that one of the buildings in the courtyard is actually 
it's an administrative office and a place for the staff to stay while they're working there. And I thought, wow, can like you imagine? The, like I lived in Neuschwanstein. Yeah. For, <laughs> uh, so I guess any staff that needs to stay up there for an extended period mm. gets to stay in a room there and presumably wander the castle. And I wonder if they have any openings. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so based on our time there, do you have any insights or any thoughts about things that you could do game-wise? I guess a fun notion for a, for a character in a game, like like uh, like an NPC of sorts to add in, is just this whimsical guy living in a stupendously magnificent castle, but you can just tell he is just off his rocker, hmm. and it's like uh, the castle is not at all practical, and maybe all his servants are just kind of like only there because he pays them well. Uh, they they all just like know that he is just bonkers entirely. And I mean, you, you can do with that whatever you yeah. want, but that just seems like a fun encounter. Yeah, in my in my opinion. I mean, it sounds like that's not far from the story of King Ludwig. Ludwig II, a second. little bit nutty, built this entirely impractical castle just purely as an ode to ancient cultures that he admired. Wagner. Yeah, Wagner especially. Yeah. <laughs> Many of the rooms, like. What, from one room to the next, there's not a whole lot of cohesiveness as far as style. Uh, in fact, there was one room in particular. Well, it was more of a, Passage. a passageway between rooms that <laughs> it had electric lights in it, which were original. Yeah, 1886. Yeah, 1886. So it had these colored electric lights to give it a super eerie glow. It's meant to look like a cave, which he modeled after a scene in some opera that he really liked or something like that. It's it's very incongruous with the rest of the castle, but he wanted it in there and he could do it and he was rich and crazy, so he just did yeah. it. I mean, we could work something in there sometime because obviously the, the tour that is offered to tourists is, I'm sure, a very small fraction of the rest of the castle. And it would be fun to uh, play around with you know somebody who is being given a tour through this magnificent house and then breaks away mm -hmm. unobserved by the rest of the party and just goes and starts beyond the velvet ropes <laughs> yeah what and starts taking pictures <gasps> heaven forbid Kendall. but yeah it just kind of goes beyond those velvet ropes that uh prohibit passage up the staircases or behind doors and just what they find yeah. when they get back yeah in you there. could do all sorts of interesting things with that and basically, once that was done, it was late enough in the day with our three-hour drive back that we got home and crashed again. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Which it, I think you and I tried evening. to go walk. The, that was, that no, was later on. That was on. the next day that we tried to the go first down. night, it was just me by myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the going theme of our trip to Germany was once we all got back, it was just <laughs> kind of like we all flopped over dead. Pretty much. Generally speaking. The days were pretty speaking, full. Yeah. They were very days full. Were pretty full. So by the time we got back to the guest house, it was like, well, time to get cozy yep. and get like fortified for the next day's yeah. adventures. Stuff. Yeah. Wednesday, we came back and uh, because there were no churches in the immediate vicinity to go to, we, we had our own little Bible study. We did uh, yeah, reading kind of through the end of Second Chronicles, and and then we all flopped over. Dead. And then, yeah. yeah, then yeah. we all flopped. 
Woke up the next morning and we had some Kinder eggs, which are a German specialty. They are, if you've not seen them here in the States, or if you have seen them here in the States, you've probably not seen the real thing. We had the real ones. Yeah. So the ones that are sold here are plastic shells with like a scoopable chocolate in it and then a little toy. The ones they sell in Germany are a full chocolate, a hollow chocolate egg. And then inside there's a plastic shell that has a toy in it. And the toys are typically multiple pieces and you can open it and put them together and have these little chintzy toy things that Mm -hmm. you can. But the method of discovery is so much cooler. Yeah. Uh, So we had that and uh, just another nice little breakfast layout as we went through the things that we had bought on our way in. Uh, and then that day was the day we went to the Munich area. Mm. So as we, as Sane and I talked about on the before episode, we designed our travel dates so that we were driving less and less each day as we got more and more tired and drawing toward the end of our trip. Uh, so we went first that morning on a very blustery gray day mm-hmm. to the concentration camp of Dachau, just outside, just north of Munich. The sky was made of steel. Yeah, it was an appropriately gray and somber atmosphere. Mm -hmm. A lot of people there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when we first arrived at the spot when the the GPS said, you're here, we thought, are we though? Because we were kind of in the middle of a residential area. There was a small kindergarten. Mm -hmm. There was just no road access. Basically, you have to park and then just sort of walk in there's not like parking at the visitor center it was very odd that there was just like just along the trail there is just a little kindergarten Mm -hmm. yeah normal life happening all around Mm -hmm. and then literally in your backyard is the remains of this infamous concentration camp and uh, a very extensive museum with lots of displays and things pictures memorials to the various people who uh, suffered there. Mm -hmm. It was a good morning, a tough morning. Yeah. There was one building open that was one of the barracks buildings that you could walk through and you could see what what the prisoners' living conditions basically were. Very small cells, just concrete. Every, every, Every so often there'd be a room that had a plaque with a quote from a prisoner's letter or from a survivor about what life was like there. It, it was a very sombering morning, very affecting. Mm-hmm. I think we all left fairly emotionally wrenched. Yeah. And from there, we moved on to the city of Munich, uh, where we had thought that we would spend you know, a few hours to just basically wander around and do some shopping on our own and we did split up. Thane and I had identified, as we mentioned before, a bookstore, an antique bookstore that ended up being about two kilometers away from where we had parked. And boy, was it an <laughs> antique bookstore. Yeah, it was small and crowded. And when I say crowded, <laughs> not by people, <laughs> I am not mincing words here. We literally had to stand pressed up against bookshelves while the bookstore owner, who was probably in her 80s or 90s, shuffled around to get past us and we had to keep squeezing up against things. Unfortunately, we didn't find anything that we were looking for. Uh, Although I think Meredith had a little more success. Yeah. So after a lunch at a fine Indian restaurant there in downtown Munich, we split off from Rhett and Thane and walked around together. We went into a few stores 
early on that turned out to be not quite what we thought they were? We stopped in a f- interior design or furniture store thinking that it was going to be like decorations. Yeah, like a home store. And things that you could put in your house. Well, it was actually more like a service where you shop catalog style, basically. You pick out like fabrics for curtains or carpet samples or like the kind of style that you want your room to be in. It wasn't like a, oh, look and get decorations. It was like, this is what your room is going to look like, period. So So we pretty quickly realized, I don't think we should be in here, or at least, you know, this is not not where you buy a, a... a comfy throw blanket or a pretty pillow or something like that. You were, you'd be engaging the services of a decorator. And we thought, mm, that's not it. So we left there. The first store that we actually went into was like a oh, yeah. kitchenware pottery mm-hmm. type thing, mm-hmm. which again so was very small. Yeah, it was and it small. seemed more like you can get kitchen sets. Yeah, there were place settings and things like that. We did find a jewelry store and where I found a pretty ring that I liked a lot. It's this, it was a Swarovski crystal ring and a kind of a flower design. I've, I'll take a picture of it. It's, it was really nice and unique, different. I bought a ring the first time we were in Germany when we went to Rotenburg. I bought a ring in one of the little shops there. So now I have a ring from both trips. Uh, after that, we, we stumbled upon kind of a department store type thing. Yeah, like when you first walk in the door, it was a bunch of like perfume counters and stuff. And that store was full of people. I mean, it was like, it had everything. It was basically like when you walk in, it was like a Macy's or JCPenney's because it was just a whole bunch of like, you walk in and there's a lot of kiosk stands in the middle of the floor and then there's a whole bunch of shelving and there's the ladies there helping you sample things Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it it smelled like a lot of things when you walk in. And then we were kind of, I think we were kind of just looking for a restroom and we walked in and we were looking around and we couldn't see anything, but there was an escalator down and upstairs and we looked down the escalator and it was toys. Yeah. And mom said, oh, and I said, I think we should go downstairs. We went downstairs and I immediately gravitated towards the car section <laughs> and As I, you do. I found a mini model of Kit from Knight Rider, and I said, that's coming home with me. <laughs> so that was nice. We walked around, and we just saw a whole bunch of, like, everything, wall-to-wall, shelving, all yeah. that kind of stuff, just full of toys and games and just mm-hmm. things to look at, different colors, shapes, sizes, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It was great. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was a lot more like an American store. We walked in and said, ah, okay, this feels familiar. <laughs> I'm we know now. what's going on in here. Yeah. By then we were like, eh, I think we've pretty much done what, done we, what we can here. I didn't want to get too far from the car because I don't have the same sense of direction as my menfolk do. And I was afraid I would get lost. <laughs> oh yeah. No, we like wound our way into the heart of this city. <laughs> yeah. And they we took fought off our way back. Like, Let's stay around this kind of city square. Yeah, Munich is one of the largest cities in Germany, and uh, it felt like it. It did. Mm-hmm. We, it really did. We covered some ground, and then we headed home uh, for another evening, and again, got back after dark. Yep. I think progressively, we were getting more and more used to the time change, mm-hmm. so we mm-hmm. were a little delayed getting to bed, but then... And Dad and I went on a walk around the yeah, town. that's right. That's yeah. right. Let's talk about that for just a bit. So it was, I mean, of course, we got back. It was black. 
outside. Um, but we had never, I mean, up to this point, we had not really spent much time really looking around the little town of Wichtenstein where we were staying. And so dad and I still had some juice in us. And so we decided to just go and take a little walk around the town and see what we could see. And uh, it was really nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. We uh, we spent some time really in the heart of the town. There's mm-hmm. not much to it, and really, I mean, it's if you look at it from above, it's pretty much a, a letter, capital T, mm. and the T intersection ends in a church building. Mm-hmm. So there's this little Catholic church building at the foot of the hill that marks where the castle once stood. Yeah, uh, and in front of that, there's a war memorial that has stone set up with names inscribed for the young men of the little town that died in both world wars and when i counted at least in world war ii i think there were 50 and we're talking a town of maybe 200 250 people yeah so not many a, folks a heavy heavy toll on these little towns in germany yeah uh, we have pictures of that too uh woke up the next morning to another fine breakfast that Rhiannon and i laid out and we made it our final day of travel by going to Nuremberg, which is only about an hour south. And so we spent the day, once we finally found a parking spot, we toured <laughs> that was the an adventure. Imperial <laughs> Castle. Yeah, we were going loop-de-loop-de-loop around the same three the, blocks. The problem was, because the Chris Kindlemarkt was in the downtown area, they had roads barricaded off that ordinarily would have been passable. But, of course, the GPS doesn't know that. Well, if you're going fast and, enough, any road is passable. Yeah, sure. So, but the GPS didn't know that. And so it kept, we'd put in the location of various parking garages, and it would then route us to a way that we should have been able to get there, of course. We couldn't actually get there, so we'd end up having to go down side streets, and it just ended up being the same square yeah. over and over and over again until we just finally said snot on it. And Rhett found a little parking lot just down in the middle of town like hey okay let's go down there not terribly we basically had to feed the meter yeah yeah but the neat thing is uh i didn't realize this until we got there but uh, nuremberg is the hometown of albrecht durer who was an engraver a medieval engraver uh, of some renown Uh, got to not only eat in a restaurant named zum albrecht durer house but also a stone's throw away was his actual house right there at the foot of the hill where the mm-hmm. Imperial Castle of Nuremberg is. Now that was a good restaurant. It was. It was. That was probably the best overall meal we had. It was just, it was just, it was a nice restaurant. It was homey. Yeah, you had your half duck to yeah. split between the two yeah. of you. Yeah, yeah that was nice tasty. Half duck, got and, some sauerkraut yeah. and cabbage. Got me a pork shoulder. And I had almost like a soup, but with tiny sausages in it. It was like whole it. sausages. Little finger-length sausages and then uh, a sweet and sour onion broth over the top of them. It was mm. quite good. It was really good. And I got to add to my foreign Coke bottle collection. The people at the restaurant very kindly let me keep my empty Coke bottle, which, you know, it looks like a regular Coke bottle, but it you know, has German writing all over it. And they also let me take home my glass, which was, I guess, a little maybe half-pint glass. And had the Coke logo on it on both sides and German writing and little markings for the 0.2 liters and 0.4 liters on the glass and stuff. And I asked if I could buy the glass from them. And she went down and asked the owners and they came back and said, you can just have it. Yeah. So I brought that home too. Very sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very kind and generous. 
And we got to tour the castle, which was neat. We got to walk through some rooms. And of course, the double-headed Imperial Eagle was on full display throughout, as we saw as a recurring motif. And we've got some, I think, some good pictures of the castle, the interior, mm -hmm. the exterior. Mm -hmm. There was like a, you tour through parts of the castle first and just getting to see some of the architecture. And then they just have a whole museum set up in there mm -hmm. with just... All sorts of all sorts of aspects of just medieval life, particularly relating to like arms and armor. Mm -hmm. I got a picture, a really cool picture of some medieval artwork uh, where it's a crossbowman who's got you in his sights, and so it is just full, you know, full on this guy pointing the crossbow at you, and you're just. <laughs> it's a it's a fun picture. Yeah, it's no, a really fun picture. Not a pleasant feeling to have that point of entry. And those are like they, they had some crossbows on display, and it was they they Huge. were nuts. They were they were as big as Rihanna, bigger than your mom. <laughs> it's okay. By the time we were getting done with the castle, it was the sun was starting to go down, and we made our way down the hill, and literally at the foot of the hill in the main marketplace of Nuremberg was the Christ Kindle Markt, which mm -hmm. was really the reason we set this trip up for the time that we did. And it was still light, but getting darker. And by the time we were making our way through the market, full night had come down. Mm -hmm. And it was everything that I was hoping it was going to be. Rows of booths, lots of lights, lots of people. A nip oh, it was lots full. of smells. Yeah. A smells. nip in the air. Yeah, uh, yeah it was live music. Uh, there yeah. was a children's band and choir performing mm -hmm. on the steps in front of the church. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we just wandered through hoping to find something, anything. We all come, we all came away with little things anyway. Yeah. Little yeah. doodads. Rian and I got some, uh, some cinnamon roasted almonds to snack on, found some fun trinkets to bring home to people and to ourselves. I've got some fruit tea to give to Michael. I also got some fruit tea to give to my fiance. And uh, yeah, we just, I think we all enjoyed the atmosphere, mm -hmm. which is what I was hoping for, that yeah. it was going to be as fun and as festive. Festive, that's the word, as it ended up being. So very pleased overall with that being the end of our travels. It was really nice. I wish we could have stayed there longer, but it had started lightly raining. Yeah pretty much towards the end of the time that we were there and we all met up and said hey are we feeling like you want to walk around as a family and all that kind of stuff and I just kind of looked around and I said I can't really feel my feet anymore <laughs> yeah, not a good sign <laughs> and dad was like maybe we should maybe we should go, go back now my socks are wet but no it too. was a lovely capstone to mm -hmm. the trip now, uh, I, f I forgot to mention that before we went to Nuremberg that day, we, we didn't leave till about 11. Oh, that's right. Because we wandered through the town in daylight for what? once. <laughs> I know. We hardly, we hardly ever saw the town in daylight. And that yeah. was our one chance. Uh, and as part of that, we lo finally located where, how to get up to the top of the hill that looks over the town. Man, what a view. Yeah. That was a great view. Yeah. So we have some pano shots of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, at the top, there was a, a metal disc, and I don't know that I got a picture of it. I hope, oh, I don't think I, I did either. Did. But basically, by positioning yourself around the disc, it had the names of little towns from that point. And so if you were standing on my side of the disc and looking out across the disc, you could see, oh, there's that town, here's the name, 
and you could track what towns there were mm-hmm. in the distance by where the names were located on the disc. Yeah, it was a couple hundred feet up, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so you had a good view of the entire surrounding valley. And the wind was whipping. Oh, yeah. There, so we have only a few pictures because it was seriously nerve-wracking to hold out a phone. <laughs> it, if you, I, I was every picture I took, I had both hands on my phone because it, it was seriously. It was just cold. It was, it was cold, but the wind was just whipping. On my way back down the staircase, I was getting pushed into the railing, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go back yeah, down. Yeah. She weighs like we, two pounds. We didn't stay up there I very long. I only weigh long. 82 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't stay very long, but long enough to, you know, make it worth going up 100 stairs and uh, looking around, getting a view of the valley. Getting a few pictures. It, w- it was a cool. It was a cool morning. Yeah, and that was really it. The, the only last item of note was uh, we did have a very brief layover in Iceland, and yeah. very brief. It was a wonderful visit. Oh yes, <laughs> as we raced from one plane to another because we yeah we, we had a slight oh. delay <laughs> had a slight delay in Germany to leave for Iceland because. The captain got on and announced, well, we're going to be delayed because we're still offloading fish from the plane. Apparently, they had brought a cargo of fish over from Iceland to Germany. Just a wonderful reminder that we're in another country where that sort of commerce happens. Uh, So we were about a half hour delayed taking off, which meant that our connecting flight in Iceland was a race from one plane to another. Yeah, we only had a one-hour layover in Iceland to begin with. mm -hmm. And then we were late taking off. And then we had to circle, I think, once because it was full-on blizzarding in Iceland. And the the captain came on and said... It was beautiful, but yeah, hazardous for travel. The captain came on as we were approaching Reykjavik to say, uh, there is a good bit of snow on the ground. It's, It's delaying our landing just just briefly hopefully we'll have you down 10 to 15 minutes and and it was it wasn't a huge delay but when every minute counted we thought we thought by the time we actually the plane landed it was the time that our connecting flight was scheduled to leave mm-hmm. and we hadn't even taxied to the gate or any any of that yet yeah but we made it we're back yeah, I mean, We're fortunately, the, the upshot, I suppose, of the weather being that bad was that everything at that airport was delayed. Not only our arrival, but the, but the departure of other planes at the airport. Yeah. We ran like crazy through the airport thinking that we were just going to make our flight. And we got there, we got on the plane and sat down like, oh, phew, we made it. And then we sat on the plane for about an hour. Yeah. While they w- continued to wait for other passengers who were connecting from other flights and then de-iced the plane. So we probably didn't have to run quite that hard. We could have stopped for one of them sausages. We smelled a sausage stand on our way through and we're like, oh no, oh well, we could have had a sausage, but we didn't know that. We thought we had to run for it. So overall, just a very busy, very fun, very memorable trip. Any other moments of inspiration, things that you would look at? I I drew a lot of inspiration from the town where we stayed. Mm -hmm. The layout, the building styles, uh, we'll have plenty of pictures of that. Just about every town that we drove through or passed by had a guest house, like a little restaurant, mm-hmm. hotel thing, and a church building. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was beautiful. So and cool. As Thane remarked many times, and uh, if you've done any traveling in Europe, you'll know that the towns are very distinct. Mm-hmm. You have this town here, you have that town over there. The buildings stop, 
and then you have open fields, and then there's another town. And so there's a lot of distinct identity from town to town. Yeah. That we just kind of lack over here in the yeah, U.S. At least on the they, East Coast, anyway. Yeah, where heavily settled areas where towns just kind of merge with one another and you don't know where you are at any given point. For me personally, that was neat to walk the town and to see the little signs. There's little parks scattered throughout. And yeah. I, I like that aspect, too. We kind of miss out on that in the U.S. Uh, I think they're a little more deliberate about that sort of thing. We have parks around here, but not to the extent that they have their little pocket parks. Yeah, I mean, even in the village where we stayed, I mean, there were two. Now, they were tiny, Yeah, but they were just right there in the middle of town. There was a gazebo with a, li- <laughs> with a playground of a single uh, spring, spring horse. Yeah. yeah, spring horse. And the, Those of us who grew up in the 80s will know what that is. <laughs> the spinny circle thingy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the spinny circle thingy. Which I got a video of Rhiannon on, so I can I can post that if you guys want. <laughs> I didn't get video of the springy horse, but those of us, like I said, if you grew up in the 80s and you went to parks in the 80s, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and that was it. That was the park. A single spring horse, a circle running thingy, and a gazebo. And it was a total of, uh, you know, 200 square feet. <laughs> it was very, very tiny. Yeah. But fit right in yep. and... Uh... Every little patch of green was used for something. Yeah. yeah, Super. Well, we are going to share our photos. We're going to post what we can on Discord and let you take a look at the things that we got to experience through pictures. And we hope that this has been a fun recap for you. And if any of our pictures elicit any ideas from you, we'd love to know what you have thought of to add into your games. And with that, we're going to close this special episode out. We'll begin our actual play episodes next week. But for now, we wanted to share this with you to recap our own adventures and maybe give you some fodder for your own planning. And with that, we want to thank you for joining us right here at Stack of Ice. Test one, two, one, two, one, two. I'm coming in. Blah, 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 blah. Test one, two, one, two. Something, something, something. Trying to make some noise. Baba, beep, boop. Okay.